0: All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50 to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg.
1: Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show Live Libations Friday Game Day Edition. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. You're you, you're with us. Welcome aboard. Good to be with you. All right. All right. Game day finally here. I've been antsy all week. Antiest I've been in a long time for a football game. Sounds strange to say, but it's true. Way we go let's go on twitter it's at j cameron show did i say that did i say that already that's how uh distracted i am so far this week ready to go ready to go ready to see florida state go play a buttoned up game uh and get this thing done at louisville into two game losing streak to louisville and uh go on the road as a favorite for the first time since 2019 and get it done how about that right been a minute since Florida State was on the road as a favorite, and you know I guess there's a little pressure that comes with that. You know, you know what I did this morning, and loosey goosey indeed. How is it, everybody? You good? Whew. There it is, man. Okay, let's let's exhale and think about this. I see everybody there. Let's go. Uh, I watched Louisville again this morning, and I, I got to tell you, man. The Knolls should go win this game. I mean, I know, Tom, you've spent a lot of time with it as well. I have, too. Florida State should go win this game, and I'm going to be bitterly disappointed if they don't. I'm not jumping off the cliff if they don't. I'm not telling you that it's over and the season is a wash or anything like that. I am saying I will be bitterly disappointed if they don't go up there and get the W tonight. They are the better team. Louisville's got a lot of issues that I think we can expose. It's not that Florida State's perfect, but Louisville's got a lot of problems. And, you know, if you if you think about it, it's just a two game sample size, so it can be very difficult to extrapolate too much from any, you know, any game or two game set. It can be. But Louisville is near the back of the line, folks, out of all the teams playing college football and defensive line yards and rushing success rate. Um, which tells me that Florida State should stay on schedule. And if you're on schedule, there's balance and they've got to play you honest. And if you've got to play Jordan Travis honest, you're in trouble, man. You're in deep trouble. They've scored three... Louisville has scored three touchdowns this year uh, in, in two games. Uh, Cunningham has thrown for a grand total of 353 yards, zero touchdowns, and two picks. They've done a whole lot of nothing in two games. Now, you could you know, you could it is fair to point out that Syracuse is a real team and, and, and might be problematic for several teams. We'll see. It's gonna be an interesting game this weekend. Yeah, with Syracuse. Purdue. Yeah, it's an interesting game. It is a good game. And actually uh sneaky, really good game, frankly. I think that line is one and a half, Syracuse favorite. Uh
0: but You'll- Sorry, I was going to say you'll have a greater appreciation for Syracuse if you watch that game start to finish with Louisville because Schrader doesn't look that bad. He
1: actually looked good, man. He looked very good. I um, It's interesting
0: as a passer.
1: Well, I'm a little perturbed because now you've got a game against the team that you chalked up as a win, and now I'm like, hmm, okay, Syracuse. I, I've, I've beat this drum for a while, and we, we've been around long enough to know it. Bottom line is, every year there's a team that you predict is going to suck that is a much better team than you thought they'd be and a team that you think is going to be really good that ends up sucking and uh, and or a much worse team than you thought they'd be. Syracuse right now out of the ACC is a prime candidate to be the much better team than you thought they were going to be, and Virginia is the candidate to be the much worse team than you thought they were. In fact, they're not a candidate. They are much worse than you thought they were going to
0: be. Which is interesting because Virginia's offensive coordinator is yes. now at Syracuse.
1: Yeah. Well, it is it is fascinating, but we're getting off the beaten path. The bottom line is Louisville uh, probably deserved a better fate than the final score suggested against Syracuse. Again, I brought up the numbers a week ago. Louisville was inside Syracuse's 40, I think, five or six times, and they came away with one score. Conversely, Syracuse was inside Louisville's 46 times and scored every time. So it, that that there's your game. There, that's how that works. So maybe that game does not reflect how close or competitive it really was. Bottom line, it's 31-7. They got their ass kicked. And they didn't look good for the first two quarters against UCF. Now, there's a couple things here that I'm wondering about. Where is your head at if you're Satterfield on two fronts? Okay. Yes, there are rumors about uh, where the uh, power brokers at Louisville are on their thoughts of, uh, of Mr. Satterfield, right? They're not in love. Suffice to say, he's got to play well. He's got to get some wins. So he goes into this game one and one, and this is an ACC game. It's a home opener, and, you know, it's a Friday night. It's it's everybody watching. Do you just decide, look, the experiment that I was engaging in to have Malik Cunningham be a more well-rounded quarterback, to be more of a pocket passer, Maybe I'm going to scrap that. Maybe I've decided that's a a no-go. Maybe I should just unleash the hounds. Let that guy run and run wild. Because, again, even if you think long-term, that is a strategy to get your quarterback hurt and have a disastrous season. In the short term, it might get you a win and one you desperately need. And if he's desperate, don't want to be 0-2 in the ACC, then maybe you see... The all Malik Cunningham offense tonight, because I don't think they can line up and traditionally run against Florida State tonight. I don't think their offensive line is capable of that. So, Florida State will win that front, and that means that you're going to, uh, you know, activate Malik Cunningham's, uh, you know, elite ability outside the pocket.
0: Yeah, Tyon Evans is a good player if, yes, he Ma- is. if Malik is your featured back because Tyon Evans isn't going to make you miss. He's a one-cut guy who's a bowling ball, but he is a bowling ball. So if you can get him, if you're Louisville's offensive line, to the line of scrimmage without harm and with a little head of steam, he'll fall forward. And that's nice as a counter punch. but that can't be your hole punch. That can't be your Correct. haymaker. If that's Correct. your haymaker, you're screwed. Yeah. And their receivers aren't nearly as good as last year. So last night and yesterday in, in general – I watched the Syracuse-Louisville game start to finish. I watched the UCF-Louisville game again. Yes. And then I took a look at last year's matchup here in Tallahassee. And it's just amazing to me, looking at those three things, how worse Louisville is at receiver. They just don't have guys that make differences. Well, they
1: had a stud a year ago. One is in Alabama, one's gone. I mean, for various reasons, they've
0: lost four or five guys. Their current players on the outside are taller and they can win jump balls,
1: but they're not going to lift the lid off of a defense, which is what Malik has done to Florida State the last couple of years. They don't scare you at all. They don't scare no, you No, all. No, no, no what I'm, I don't mean, I'm not, that's not a question. I'm saying uh, definitively, they do not scare you.
0: No, the only thing is, if we look bad against those receivers tonight, that's a problem for well, the secondary. It's a real problem because that's one thing where I still feel a little concerned about corner play, but if you watch what Syracuse and UCF did against Louisville's receivers, they played off or zone a lot. If we have the same game plan that we had against LSU, which is to come up and challenge, it gets fun if you win those battles the way we did. And if you can affect the quarterback the way we did against LSU, there's a lot of ways to find a win for Florida State when you play the chess match out. There's a lot of different ways to find a win for FSU. The problem is for FSU, you're worried about corner, red zone efficiency, and then also, do you make your field goals from 38 to 40 well, yards, or I mean, do you give them good field position? No, because it matters for field position purposes.
1: Just go ahead and score touchdowns. Tom. I agree. I, I'm not going. To, and um, that is another area, by the way, uh, that really stands out when you watch Louisville through the first two weeks is they are a bad offensive team in the red zone. I brought up the numbers inside the 40. Go ahead and put it inside the red zone. Uh, they've had a lot of problems there. They've either done something dumb, which is to say let a guy run free, or commit a stupid penalty and back themselves up. Or they've turned it over. They, they they just have really made a lot of boneheaded mistakes in the red zone. So let's hope that continues. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough sample size to say that's who they are. It's just what's happened in the first two games.
0: But what's fascinating to me is I'm driving in and I'm listening to SiriusXM. And Stanford Steve is on one of the channels and he's picking the games. And the hosts and he come to the conclusion that Louisville quote-unquote found something in the second half against UCF. And they didn't. I mean, uh, technically, if you really want to go straight literal, yeah. They run blitz and pressure the hell out of the line of scrimmage against UCF. Well, they had a quarterback
1: they could do that against because he ain't any good. He can't make a throw.
0: Correct. And also, watching it again, Gus Turtled. He's calling quarterback runs on first down. I mean, it is the most predictable first down decision-making. I know. I yes. You know,
1: I, I think Gus is a moron. I, I, I have said this for a long time.
0: And then... Finally, when he has chances to make plays, one is called back. It's a touchdown on a jump ball. That's called on a Gary Patterson special for a hold. Mm, I I don't know. That crew is kind of ridiculous. And then he can't make the pitch and catch throw. The thing to me is I'm very fascinated to see how Louisville wants to play us. Do you want to play off and force Jordan Travis into 12 and 15 play drives if you can hold up against the run? Because if you play off, I don't know that you can hold up against the run between the tackles. Or do you do what you did in the second half against UCF, which is – take the run away by bringing a ton of bodies hey, to the line of scrimmage and forcing him to go pitch and catch. Well, because he can, he and he can. will, yeah, and he'll yeah, hit yeah. explosive plays in the well, passing game. It's a I, pick your poison.
1: Yeah, the, well, th- this is, again, are you mature enough to handle this? I mean, can you go up there as a favorite, as the better team, knowing where this puts you, what this can do for you? Uh, you get a win here, and you go to 3-0. and Again, Boston College lies in wait. Boston College here at night with no offensive line, no ability to block it up against the defensive front, that I Florida State's defensive front, when healthy, is one of the best in the ACC, if not the best, besides Clemson. So that, that right off the bat, you're staring 4-0 in the face at that point. So real momentum, a chance at real momentum here. And I don't mean the kind of momentum where you just rely on a feeling, meaning you're getting better, more confident. You're finding out more about who you are, what you're capable of. You're giving more to Jordan with each passing game as he proves himself time and again. The confidence that the running backs and the offensive line begin to feel as you rely on them to be the catalyst for your game plan. All of these things that basically happen every time you win a game and you take another step forward and you don't have that setback. Uh, you know, Defensively, I think we're always going to be – I shouldn't say always – I think defensively we want to see at the corner position how you play. We're better at linebacker. Uh, I like our defensive ends just fine. Love our safeties. We both do. So the question really becomes corner.
0: Yeah, and if you're going to bring pressures, bring it with the linebackers or the safeties. The corners were terrible at it. and we probably coached poorly, I don't know. But at any rate, against LSU, you brought Amari in a couple times and Renardo once, and all three times it's completely stoned. They see it from a mile away. Well, because
1: they make it that damn obvious.
0: Yes, yes. But they're much better at bringing pressures with Jamie Robinson and Akeem. So if that's what you're going to do, that's fine. Because they also – well, what happened last year, uh, specifically in that game that Milton started, but when we would bring pressures – Cunningham had no regard for our linebackers or our safety
1: weren't. He would just
0: tuck his head and go because he knew nobody would be there and they're not fast enough to get him anyway. Mm -hmm. In this instance, if you do bring a pressure here or there, there is a chance to clean up on Isle Cunningham a little bit more because you love the speed of Bethune and you love the speed of Deloach. It'll just be interesting to me to see how similar Adam Fuller's game plan is to the LSU game plan because the difference to me is Cunningham's a better quarterback, so you might want to pressure him a little more often – and not play contain, he'll just wait you out. If you play contain in the front four, he's going to wait for something to come open, whereas Daniels, he's got a clock that's running too fast for well, his brain Daniels, to
1: process. No, but Daniels was told, and this is why those receivers were so angry, because they saw it in practice, and this is why they uh, you know, disconnected with the university after the game. They were so angry. They knew that was going to happen because they watched him in practice be a one-read-go guy. So basically what they said to Daniels was, you're not real good at playing quarterback. But we don't have a great offensive line. So I can't put the other guy back there because he's going to get killed. So we're going to go ahead and put you back there against our better judgment because you're not real good at playing quarterback, as I just said. But you can run. So here's my advice to you, young man. Here's the play call. This is the read. Ain't there? Go. That's it, that's all. That's what they did. Now, Malik, they won't do that with. They'll let Malik. The problem is they've gone too far the other way with Malik. They've taken away a very special attribute. They've got that guy sitting back there, at least they had through six quarters, until the second half against UCF. Through six quarters, they're sitting over there going, "No, no, 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 let it develop, throw the ball in the pocket. Man, your offensive line, A, isn't good enough to do that, mm-hmm. as was it was exposed by Syracuse. Our defensive line is better than Syracuse's defensive line. It'll it get exposed here again. Yeah. And then, B, they don't have the receivers for it. So, I really think they're just going to have to. Now, I don't know if they'll do it, but they ought to just let him run wild. I know that is a recipe to get a kid killed. He's not a big kid. He's not as big as Daniels. He's a six-one-one ninety kid drive that dude into the ground Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean we got it we got to put you know yeah
0: well and if it's a recipe to get a kid killed i don't care if i'm satterfield it's my job my job's on the line
1: correct well that's why i said he'll do it he's not worried about week six well and that's why you
0: do uh everything you can to break out the kitchen sink they already ran a trick play against syracuse where they had a a, an end around to a receiver which was a receiver pass i'm sure you're going to see a lot more of that uh type of stuff you know toss passes whatever to keep us on our toes. The whole thing today for the defense is to stay in your damn lanes because they love to go counter to the flow of a play. Good thing that they go against our offense in practice. They see that a lot. Mm -hmm. But, Jared Verse, if you're on the strong side of the formation, stay at home because, you know what, it might come right back to you, either for Malik or the Marshawn Ford kid that they like to release against the grain. You've just got to be where you're supposed to be. And that's how it's third and six instead of first down 25 yards down the field. UCF found that out the hard way, and most teams do when they play Malik Cunningham. He's going to make plays, but you've just got to make sure that if he does make a play, it's not because you got cute and you were cheating trying to make a bigger play than your job says you should.
1: What is this? I got to get to these money contributions. People are nice right out the gates on a libation Friday, loosey goosey edition. Uh, Marcus writes, "How can it be loosey goosey and game day?" Agreed. This concept might fry my brain, dear fans. If we win, can we not turn into Miami with the "We're back" talk? No, I I agree with that. I mean, if you're three and zero, it's a great start, and you're excited about what's to come and what's possible. It's still. It still would be, two of your three wins would be, like, okay, good. You beat Louisville, who's apparently not good this year, and you beat Duquesne. You're in, and we'll see what LSU's going to be. Um, they haven't played a second real game. The game against Southern's not a real game, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. FSU fan, right, sign up for War Chant for just a dollar. It's a buck if you don't sign up, get good. Yeah. Come on, baby. It's just a buck. Woo! Noel Kev has contributed to the fun as well. Sign up for War Chant now, $1. I have a feeling this time next month after we beat Clemson. And we are undefeated in top eight. He didn't talk about top ten. He said top eight. He's getting very specific. That the one dollar deal will be no more. Holy Jesus! Yeah, I don't know. Uh, never lose, you are nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. If you got a little nerd to you, never lose it. Uh, Two dollars. <laughs> never lose your nerd. I got you. Go, Olds, baby. It's game day. Can't wait for three and zero. Appreciate that. And then Alex Duncan writes. Jeff, Corey said you could reverse dunk in your prime on Wake Up War Chant. Is that true? Yes. That is in fact true. That's funny. Why did he bring that up? How did that come up? I was I didn't hear today's I don't know. Wake up war Chant. There was a time, guys. Your boy had some hops back in the day. <laughs> time was. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, actually, uh, uh yeah, anyhow. I could jump back in the day. Really jump. But but that's that is no more. I you know, I got so mad. Uh you know, you know how when you hear people who get old say things like, you know, your brain knows what to do, but your body. You know, you hear things like that. It, that is true. In my mind, I should be able to dunk. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was very proud of the fact that I could dunk. I mean, it meant a lot to me for a long time. I brought, I broke it out anytime anybody was around. I was Like, you want me to dunk? I I'm dunk. I'll dunk it. Give me the ball. I dunk.
0: I used to <laughs> like Fred Flintstone with bets. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, I used to do it all the time. Dunk,
0: dunk, dunk, dunk.
1: But, but the point is. Uh, I I dunked all the way into my 30s, no problem. I'd be able to dunk. I don't know when it went away because I stopped playing league play Smokey. I was no longer playing the pickups that I used to play. Uh, Probably like right after I got married and somewhere in my early 40s, I stopped just playing on a regular basis. Then I had kids, of course, and then now my son is a freshman in high school, and all he wants to do um, is dunk, right? So he goes out there every day trying to dunk.
0: He's got a shot.
1: Oh, he's got a real shot. He can hang on the rim already and he's a freshman in high school. Can he really? Yeah, he did it yesterday. Yeah. So eight foot rims? No, no, ten foot rims. No, no, no. No, I would I was hoping he was listening. No, he's in school. If he's listening now, that's a problem. But uh but uh still minus one twenty. Um but anyhow he used to he used to (laughs) He 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 would go out there every day, and and I showed him. So this this is funny, and then we'll leave it alone. It was only because we were. Don't ass. you
0: wish you lived in the social media age, because then you'd have it on film. I have a it.
1: picture. There is a photo of me, Duncan, from high school. So I have a a photo. I've I've held on to a it. Photograph. It's a photograph. An is it actual a, photograph. It a Polaroid. So uh, there's actually more than one. But anyhow, the point would be he when he was young. Tell me,
0: one is in a security deposit box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the point would be uh that I ended up well, Corey has seen a video of me doing that's why he knows it, but i uh I showed uh Bryce this picture one day, and it wasn't me going to get it we were going we were moving and mm-hmm. I, I came across and I was yeah, you know, so oh, I believe this I showed uh, so I showed it he made me laugh um and said something to the effect of um look at how skinny you were, no wonder. Oh <laughs>
0: Now was this to poke at you, or was it just kid innocence kind of a comment? And you know he didn't realize that. There no, was a I'm
1: sure it was to poke at me. Okay. It's oh, all, right. all right. He's you great. He's great that way. But uh, but yeah, I'm now my I'm living in this one way vicariously through him. I need to. I want him to get there and do it. And until like last week, he he couldn't grab the rim. But he goes out there every day now, and he does it. At, at, School, when he's at school, he does it. He goes in the gym with his buddies and they play all the time. And he's forever trying to do it. And he swears it's going to happen. I said, well, your next big thing. I said, this is how it happened for me and my friends. Like, we would go every day, same thing, trying to do it. It, We thought it was the biggest deal in the world to be able to do this. It started with a tennis ball. Once you can touch the rim, the new goal is to dunk a tennis ball. Once you can dunk a tennis ball, then the new goal is to dunk a volleyball. So you get step by step. And I was like, well, and then at some point, the hard part becomes – it's hard to palm a basketball if you don't have big enough hands. And he doesn't have big enough hands yet. But right now, he's just touching the rim. Telling you he can grab the tips of it and hold on. I'm like, dunk a, dunk a tennis ball, and we start talking. It's game day, baby. Nations Friday. Lucy-goosey. Hang in there. Let's get to talking. It's Jeff Capuchin, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio Orchance TV. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, your hear us in conversation with business icons. Libations, Friday, Lucy. Lucy, We're off to a good start. Having fun with this. (laughs) FSU fan uh, with a contribution. Thank you so much. Everybody's nervous. I can tell everybody's nervous and excited. Everybody is. He writes, Smithers, release the Hounds. Ward, Benson, Toa Feely, going to have a big game. Yeah, I, I, well... FSU fan, I agree. I think I think it is a big game. I think it's a really big game, and I'm very, very, very excited to, to get after it. I, I think that bye week, you know, you, you get excited with a bye week, but then it hits you probably two or three days after um, the Saturday games play out, and uh, you start getting desperate to watch some football, and that becomes the problem. So now all of a sudden we're antsy, and uh, it's not long now, kids. Hang in there. Deep breaths. Let's bring in our friend Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. As we are wont to do on a Friday, and talk some other college football games in addition to Florida State. Lee, how are you, brother?
2: I'm good. I'm good. The funny thing about bye weeks, um, I will sometimes call my mom if Miami has a bye week, and I'll say, "Oh, let's get together like Friday night." You know, after for dinner, I'll take you out after after work, and she goes, "Oh, is Miami on a bye week?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> she knows immediately.
2: She, she knows. I mean, she grew up. Uh, my dad was a Dennis, but he's actually a coach in youth league and actually coached me for two years in high school. And and uh, she's lived it. She, she's lived both of us watching games since, uh, since uh, you know, she started dating my dad and, and me and my brother playing. So uh, she knows the drill. All right, brother,
1: let's get to it. Some fun games this week. I, I can't wait for you to talk about Texas A&M and Miami, but let's yeah. start with NC State first against Texas yeah. Tech, given the 10-and-a-half uh, here.
2: So I, I think that NC State, and I watched that game against East Carolina, I think they just went up against a team that was playing extremely well. And we've seen it. Like, Tech, is Texas great? No. But um, they were ready to play that day, and that happens sometimes. You get teams at home uh, playing a game that can make or break their season. They just play above their head. So I wouldn't judge them just based on that game. I think their quarterback, Devin Leary, is good. I do, too. Is he I, do i think he's great no but he's he's consistent and he distributes the ball read coverages pretty well um i like his pocket presence tech's quarterback donovan smith is up and down i mean he started off red hot that game. in fact they had a two touchdown lead late in the third quarter then what did they do he threw three interceptions and they missed two field goals mm. they had to win that game in overtime and he looked awful um I think he's going to have trouble versus a defense that returns ten of eleven starters had thirty three sacks and starting to put the heat on quarterbacks here and uh Tech's got some problems at at kicker they 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 were going back and forth they couldn't even decide you saw on the sideline who they were going to bring out in the right time. They made the right decision there but uh state only has UConn up next. I expect them to play maybe their best game of the season here and And uh, Texas Tech to be maybe drained off that affair last week versus Houston. That was a tough, physical game here. I don't think they're ready for this. I like North Carolina State big, 45-24. Nicely
1: done. All right. Laying it down. Uh, Texas A&M, a favorite over Miami. Now, we've seen the Jimbo Fisher special before, which is to say, lose to a team you have no business losing to, run an antiquated 1957 offense that only allows you to run 38 plays because that's what he does. He's pig-headed that way, even though he has better talent than his opponent, and then turn right around and beat Miami specifically or Florida or whomever. That's who he is. He's a weird guy. They're giving five and a half. Did they do it
2: again? That's what I said. You know, one of my I'm going. I'm actually flying out. I'm going to the game.
1: Good for you, brother. Good for you.
2: Yeah, I am going. I'm flying out tonight. Uh, flying into Austin. Good friend of mine. Big Texas A&M grad, and he is. Uh, he's rolling out the red carpet. You know John Lopez, uh, the sports talk show host in Houston.
1: I've i I've, I've heard of him. Yes, I don't okay. know him. Know him.
2: So he has his own barbecue sauce. It's the John P. Lopez O.G. barbecue sauce. <laughs> And he is supposedly a master griller. So he's having a tailgate. He invited me and, and five of my closest friends to come, and we're going to go to this tailgate. They say he is that good of a griller. So I'm looking forward to some great barbecue. And I think it's going to be a really great atmosphere, and that's why I want it to go. So I, I think that Miami's going to be up against it. A uh, couple reasons. Max Johnson looks like it's going to start. Yep, should have started the year. Yep, I agree. I watch the spring game, and I'm like, what does he see with Haynes King? Haynes King can't read defenses and nope. not a pocket passer. So that worries me. No Xavier Restrepo from Miami. He's the guy that uh, Tyler Van Dyke loves to target more than any receiver. Um, their backup is good. I thought he played well last week with charts, uh, He's. I think he's capable as a backup, but if he needs a breather, they don't have a whole lot of depth. And then – uh, I, I think you're going to see A&M run the football some, and then they're going to do some play action and try to get these Miami linebackers in coverage. Um, they go for fakes, and they over-pursue. And I'm talking about Corey Flagg and Wayman Steed. And I also think two of their three defensive backs, DJ Ivy and Corey Couch, are not at championship level. So I think that both of these two teams are going to be much better. I always thought that A&M was going to be good uh, but Miami had a shot playing them early in the season, but with this setup, with A and M awful loss, this is a bad setup here for Miami. I think you're going to see A and M's best effort here, and unless Miami can jump out, jump out like you know ten nothing or with a fourteen nothing lead, it wouldn't totally shock me because Mario has played that well. You know he went into Ohio State and won last year, but if they're trailing, you know by double digits at any time of the game or in the third quarter by a touchdown. I don't see him winning the game. I like Texas A and M twenty
1: seven twenty. FSU tonight, and it's a big game for the Knowles. They haven't been favored on the road since twenty nineteen. They've looked to be the better team through a couple of weeks here. Uh, when you look at these two teams, I think Louisville is, has been scuffling to say the least. Uh, but Florida State hasn't played well up at Louisville, and obviously this will be a desperate Cardinal team. So who do you like tonight with FSU giving points on the road?
2: So I think Louisville. Look great last week. Well, I'd say very good, to borderline great. They played with a much better effort. I mean, the first week made no sense. Opening week, they showed nothing. It was like they were going through a scrimmage. I was shocked. Uh, Syracuse should have beaten them by 40 or 50 points. They dominated that much. But um, just think the Florida State's the better team. I thought they should have beat LSU by two touchdowns. Um, for, for, for Louisville to win this game here, Malik Cunningham has to have a big game. Now, the first game he ran for 34 yards last week, 121. For them to win the game, he's probably going to need to run for 75, 80 yards. And I just don't like his receivers. Uh, their route running is not real crisp. Don't hang on to the ball real well. And I just think the FSU pass rush uh, could be the difference here. Four sacks in that first game, six tackles for loss here. I'm going to go with Florida State here. Uh, I like him 27-23.
1: Baltimore and the Dolphins in an interesting game. The Ravens favored here as we jump to the National Football League. What are the Dolphins? We may find out here a little bit of who they are. I don't think New England's very good, so I'm having a hard time getting a read on the Dolphins. Talk to me about this matchup.
2: So Austin Jackson, the right tackle, um, went on four-week IR. Big loss for Miami. Not that he's great, but their backups are just not good at all. They, in fact, played five different players. That game last week, a right tackle. So, I think that Tua needs a clean pocket. He's probably not going to have it too often against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore does have some injuries on their offensive line. Ron and Stanley will not play in the game, but they have a guy that plays all five positions, a kid named Patrick McCarry. I heard some you know guys talking about some of these different you know national broadcasts. Baltimore's line, they have no depth. Watch Patrick McCarthy. This guy grades top 20, top 30 percent almost every time he steps in. He can play all five positions. I don't know which position they're going to put him at, but I think they're going to be fine against Miami. And I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big game here. Unfortunately, I'm going against both Miami teams this week. (laughs) I like Baltimore 27-17.
1: So the Bucks get it done against the Cowboys, dominate the game from start to finish, but they have had a real hard time against the Saints uh in the regular season. Obviously won the important one in the postseason on their way to winning the Super Bowl. They're giving points here against the Saints. I don't like the matchup, do you?
2: No, not not for Tampa Bay. You know what shocked me more than anything else about the, the Tampa Bay Dallas game? It was the fact that Tampa Bay down even four linemen from the second half on, able to run the ball all over Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed with that, but Tom Brady, one and four straight up and against the spread versus the Saints, with an eight touchdown and eight interception ratio since he came over uh, from the Patriots here. And uh, so uh, just think that bad setup here uh, for Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Their defense, they seem to almost know the routes that are taking place here. I'm going I'm to go with... Uh the uh, Saints, yeah. I think to win the game outright, right 24 23.
1: Game of the week is a fun one. I'm actually betting in this in my real life. How can folks get it? It's Florida given 24 and a half. That hook is interesting against South Florida. Your thoughts? Uh, well, how can they, they, they get
2: it? Get yeah. The, yeah, they want to get the game. Um, just call here, 800 400 9741. Again, the number, 800 400 9741. How about this promotion? We're going to roll. Baker says in 13 games. Just $97 Saturday and Sunday, so we're on a roll. We've won four out of five weeks. 13 games, $97 one place, ParamountSports.com. Brother,
1: always appreciate it. Safe travels. Have fun up there. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Thanks take care, care. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Joins us every week on Fridays as we go through these games. And uh, you got us winning tonight. That's a nice thing.
0: Boy, an early baker's dozen.
1: I knew you'd be smiling, buddy.
0: Oh, that makes me happy.
1: By the way, do you know who the Saints' backup quarterback is? Yes, Andy Dalton. That's correct. Yeah. I love it. Early in the season, playing the game, who's the backup quarterback? You always find out people are in the league that you thought were out of the league six years ago.
0: Josh Johnson is still in the league, right? (laughs) How
1: is that possible? Right. How is that possible? Uh, Well, he brings up the uh, sore point, which is uh, he brought up the Saints defense looking like they know what's coming. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore is in Evan's head and has been since what? As long as we've been watching? It's crazy.
0: Yes, now, what's interesting is he's had a little bit more success of late, especially in the red zone. Well, he's, and, he's
1: just downright taken to throwing him on the ground. Yeah. And hoping they don't call it. Correct. I mean, that's happened more than once, which I actually applaud.
0: What's interesting, <laughs> though, is the Mike from the second half in playoffs last year is the best Mike Evans I've ever seen since maybe his rookie year. And I still think he's tougher now than he was then. Yeah. So this is a great chance on Sunday, but I don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, Lattimore will always run with him. He's not going to outrun him right, or run by right. him. He never gives him a free release. It's always a problem. But then they start to get to tussling, and it's it's fun to watch.
0: But if you're going to make a case for Mike Evans to be in the Hall of Fame, and he still needs another three or four years to, to be a strong well, candidate. He, he, but
1: he's moving in that direction.
0: The trajectory he's on is absolutely Hall of Fame. Yes. But it was what he did in the final eight to ten games last year, including playoffs, that is truly special. I mean, that is a different level he went to, especially with Godwin Hurt. So maybe there's a different kind of 13, except he always gets banged up. So,
1: And Lattimore, I mean, if you guys have not watched Saints-Bucks, it bothers me because I'm rooting for the side that loses the regular season matchups against the Saints. But as a football fan and the embracing of the machismo aspect of football at times, that matchup is hilarious. They hate each other. And it's highly competitive. Lattimore has had the better of Evans without question. And he'll tell him about it a lot. But Evans finally got to a point where he stopped trying to either perfect the route or whatever and just decided, you know what? I'm a lot bigger than you. I'm going to grab you by the face mask at times and just kick your head down and hope they don't see it. It's happened numerous times. I'm like, oh, okay. this is. We're just getting down to the, the root of it all. I'm bigger. <laughs> I'm done with this nonsense. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. <laughs> Cameron Three Three Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. So don't forget tonight, we do have a pregame show for you. Uh, myself, Tom Lang, 6.30 is the pregame show. You'll want to tune into that. And then 7.30, I'm sticking on board there for uh, a live watch-along. It'll be me and Ira to start. I've not uh, participated in that before. Uh, I am choosing, I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to choose to do the watch-along as a fan. I'm not going to get into some of the boring stuff. Dominic Robinson does it so well. Uh, my version of it would pale in comparison if we extrapolated did a bunch of breakdowns and formations. I could do it to some degree not as well as he does it, and I don't want to. I want to do the watch along with Ira tonight in the first half the way that fans do uh, because that's the way when I'm not – when I go back on Sundays and rewatch games so that we're prepared on Monday to do the show – That's when I do the analysis part of it. I sit down and really look at what we were trying to do formationally, what got exposed, what we were able to execute, and not you know who's at fault or who was successful in those kinds of things. And that's when I jot my notes for that. But when I watch games on Saturdays, and in this case Friday, I can't. Florida State's the lone team that I cannot watch the game without being a fan, and I don't try. I I don't try. I'm a fan. I'm rooting for Florida State. There's no objectivity. I can watch and see what Louisville's doing, and I have a, a, an understanding of it and all of that, but I, I'm cheering for Florida State on game day. There's just no getting around that. Um, now, I can sit in a press box and not cheer. I can be professional.
0: Most of the time. Most
1: of the time. Most of the time. But for years, because I know that about myself, because I'm I'm that guy on game day, just like everybody else that gets excited about their squad, I that's why I've gone on the roof. Because on the roof, I can yell whatever I want, and I often do. And I can say hateful things or celebratory things, none of which are allowed in the press box.
0: Yeah, the people shooting the All-22 and then the moths. Those are the only people that hear you.
1: That's the only one. The guys shooting the All-22 crack up. That's the other reason I go up top on the roof is because I want the All-22, and I'm not going to get it because we don't pay for it, so i got to get it by going and standing next to know. the folks that are doing the There's All-22. There's no service
0: to pay for it either. I cannot wait for two things for college When that football. happens,
1: because it happens in the NFL.
0: Yes, they need to have injury reports just straight up there's a Thursday or a Friday injury report like the NFL does. Correct. Nobody gains a competitive advantage in the NFL. Everybody handles it fine and if you if you skirt the rules, you lose a draft pick or you get fined as an organization. Like when New England said everybody's probable in Well, but
1: they, they do it all the time still, but yes. Right, but they they,
0: they get in trouble for it. And Look, if you have that done, that helps also sports gambling because we know what's going on here, where it's moving. Stop living in the dark. right? No, Caesars is going to sponsor one of the conferences, and DraftKings is going to sponsor the other conference, and WinBet's going to sponsor another conference, and that's how that's going to be. So you've got to regulate this whole thing. And then the other part of it would be to sell college football plus with the All-22 the way the NFL does. Make six bucks a month on some
1: people like us, and there's your killing. Well, that's the other reason that when I do, like tonight, when we're going to do the watch-along, Without being able to see the shot with the safeties, I can't really get a read on assignments and yeah, yep. who was right and who was wrong. And so it's not – I don't want to do that because it's unfair to the players. And
0: we may get lucky because Louisville sometimes is a very wide angle mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's a little bit higher up. But that's where LSU was just – I hope we are good for a lot of reasons. But I hope we are good so we play those primetime games on, on Saturdays on ABC. You've got to be on ABC because they will give you the SkyCast. And when you have that camera, Correct. it's basically a very low-angle tight copy, which is great. It's awesome. You learn everything about every play. But you're right, standard play-by-play is at the whim of the director of the program. And you don't and get it. sometimes they zoom in way too far.
1: Well, and you don't get it. An op- yeah, and at that point, you really, you'd really, you be foolhardy to try to venture a guess at that point. It's, right. it's, it's then unfair. you're just looking at the trenches to see who beat That's and, and actually, that is the one place you can look with standard broadcast. That's what you have to do, because yep, yep. the line of scrimmage is very important, and you can get a read on it how something's going to go. Uh, I did see Eric. Thank you, buddy. Uh, appreciate you, as always, especially Woo! on a live Asians Friday. Let's go, Knowles. Thank God it's Friday. Jeff and Tom Tallahassee are going to go crazy. 3-0, baby. Yeah, let, Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, Woo! <laughs> Mark is just steady tipping. Are we going to dance? Here's another couple bucks for Sexy Tom without the glasses on game day. Hashtag not objectifying. No uh, HR Friday is the other hashtag, which I love.
0: I got to go get a pair. Mine, mine finally are kaput after eight years. So that's why, that's why I haven't worn them in, in months. I just need to go to an outlet and then go get a prescription.
1: Well, Tom, if I could, why don't I just reach out to all of the manufacturers around town no, who, no, who do no, glasses no, no. and understand the value they'd be getting by advertising on the Jeff Cameron show and providing free glasses for myself and you? <laughs> I mean, we're a walking billboard, uh, uh, there's no reason not to. Uh, we can show you the metrics, guys. It's an overwhelming success. So please feel free to reach out, and we'll get this done. There was a
0: there was a super chat contributor last year who said, "Hey Tom, get some new ones. Go to a certain place. I won't mention it." And I just I'm gonna go there probably. It's 18 months later. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> or f- 13 months later. But that's probably where I'll go.
1: Uh, B J K Sorbello, is the Jordan Travis Crow sandwich the best tasting one you've ever eaten? Yeah, man. Um, I have always rooted for Jordan Travis and have always said that I wanted him to uh, take the next step forward, uh, but I, I was with, I was ready. Uh, I was ready to see it, needed to see it, before I could go ahead and suggest that it was going to happen because we had no evidence necessarily that it would as a passer. Uh, but it has, through the first two games, been incredible. Um, and I hope that that continues because if it continues, not only does a really good kid who's worked real hard to better himself uh reap the rewards, which everybody wants to see, uh, but also because uh, Florida State could win nine or ten games with a Jordan Travis that pre-snap reads like the one that we saw against LSU and has every understanding as to where to go with the ball based on the looks that he has before it's snapped. That's what good big boy quarterbacks do, and he looked like a good big boy quarterback in that game.
0: That's what makes Louisville's plan so fascinating. Because I think the argument you could make is, Ben, don't break and let's win in the red zone. And if we win in the red zone, we've got a fighting chance. I think if they are trying to be aggressive and stopping the run at the point by committing a sixth or a seventh guy, you're going to get roasted fast by Jordan. But I could be wrong. They could say, this is what worked for us. This is the adjustment we made at UCF. Let's make them prove it. It's it's the give and take. And I don't know which way Louisville is going to go. I don't know how smart they are. Maybe they're more Mike McCarthy than they are... Nick Saban, but we'll see.
1: That is the hardest part of the buildup to this game. And I get, you know, I'm obviously very excited at ANSI. And one of the reasons that we're ANSI is, again, we've had a long time between games, and we've had a chance to watch the rest of college football play for the better part of two weeks since we've played. So it's one of those things where you're like, all right, at first, it's nice. You exhale, relax. You enjoy everybody else's game. You kind of enjoy watching Texas A&M lose, watch Florida lose at home to Kentucky, and you're reveling in that lack of responsibility. You could just be a fan and watch the games, and it's fun. But by right around Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, I was done with not having played. I want to see my Knowles, and I want to see them continue to improve. I want to know what they are. Every time they play a game like this, if they prove themselves and win the game, you're beginning to feel stronger and more confident in their abilities to go out and win 8, 9, maybe, who knows, you know, I mean, the other part of that is watching the rest of the conference play, and watching really the rest of the top 25 play, and not walking away all that impressed, so any given year, you know how they do this with the draft, with the draft they'll say it's a strong draft or a weak draft, well that's not really true, every draft is a chance for an organization to improve their team, I, I, there's always a means by which to get better through the draft. What they really mean when they say that is, we don't have a bunch of good quarterbacks in this draft. Sexy positions, right? That's when they say it's a boring, not a good draft if there aren't five or six guys that are going to be the franchise. But there's always a position of strength and weakness in the draft. Well, the top 25, you know, we're tempted right now to say there are no good teams because the 20, top 25 looked wholly mediocre. We're a couple weeks in, man. Georgia's a really good team. Let me guess that is going to be really good by the end of the year. Somebody else is going to emerge, and you're going to go, yeah, you know what? Turns out Ohio State's really good. So we don't know just yet. But what we do know is this. Outside of whatever four or five good teams, real good teams there are, everybody else looks gettable, and I think that will be sustained. Meaning, yep. why not us? Why not us? Scooting on up the ranks into that top 15, top 10. 10 by season's end, right? You begin to dream. These kinds of games are the games you have to win if that is going to remain possible. You can't go lose this game. You're better than Louisville.
0: Yeah, we're close to mattering again for multiple weeks and then being able to take a big boy cut in an inning that matters, to use the baseball analogy. You win this one, you go 4-0 after beating Boston College. You host Wake, win that game. I mean, then you're at NC State, and there are real man, real stakes. Man. Real
1: stakes. Yeah, it's silly. It gets downright silly. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cabritch ninety 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Jan TV.